It has been six months since I took the leap of faith and I started this podcast. I answered the calling that I felt was on my heart and took the plunge into the deep end, not knowing really what it was I was getting myself into or how easy or hard any of it would be. And so today we are kind of end of the year anyway, but we are taking a little trip down the six month memory lane where I'm going to give you a little bit of a recap of things that have been good, things that have been not bad, but kind of hard, um, goals I've met and people I've met along the way, as well as where I think the podcast is going. So it's a little different today, but I do want to have you uh, join me on this little conversation and so we can recap. And hopefully the encouragement at the end of it all will be to really don't be afraid to take that leap, to do that thing that you think is you have a tug on your heart and to go for it. Why not? What is the worst that can happen? Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. June 15th, 2021, I started this podcast, Vegan Farm at Home, Design Happy Living. So if you are just now joining me today, hi, I'm still kind of a baby, but I'm glad you're here. (laughs) We started this journey and I started it because I felt a call on my heart. I had been sitting with this idea in the back of my mind for a year or so leading up to the launch of the podcast. And it was scary, quite honestly. It was to hear this little whisper inside of inside of my heart that said, podcast, podcast. Felt really like I was be, I would be taking a leap of faith, which ultimately I did, and I'm glad I did. But answering that took a long time. Answering that took at least a year until I got courageous enough and brave enough and quite honestly, until the pandemic slowed me down and slowed me down enough to put my head down and focus on, of course, the kiddos at home and staying safe and all the things, but to not be distracted by the things that had been distracting me before. And if you know my story a little bit, you know that I am a former first grade teacher who took some time off when my first baby was born. Okay, my first baby is going to be 15. You guys, I can hardly believe it. 15 in a couple weeks. So I've taken quite a bit of time off from from teaching in a traditional classroom. But that doesn't mean that I haven't stopped teaching. I substitute teach in our district on occasion. I private tutor 
which I absolutely love. And I coach middle school sports at our local middle school, again, which I absolutely love. But imagine balancing all of those things and this design business that I had going on. That's a lot. There are a lot of plates spinning, a lot of things going on. And so the pandemic provided an opportunity for me to slow down. Of course, it also meant that I lost my income, but it provided an opportunity for me to really slow down, to focus on what mattered and to focus on nurturing the relationships I had right in front of me, my kiddos. It also allowed me time and space to not be distracted by saying yes to substitute teaching jobs, not going into basketball practice, not going into not having kiddos I was privately tutoring. So it meant design. It meant 24 hours (laughs) design. And I started rethinking about all of the ways, all of the conversations I've had over the years and all of the ways I've helped clients over the years. And there was a common thread throughout. And if you have listened from the beginning, you know that I teach how to use Pinterest as a design strategy, and we talk about the common thread. That was really very blaringly obvious to me during this time period. That common thread of the conversations I've had, the people I've interacted with, really made me feel like I think there's a hole in this design world. I think there is a hole between where people are getting their information, social media, their design inspiration, I should say, social media, magazines, TV shows that are popular, all of which I love, by the way, there is a ginormous hole and gap and um, chasm really between that and what we are aspiring to in our own homes. That inspiration, that aspiration is not a bad thing. My goal, because I am a teacher at heart, and I always have that, even in the jobs that I've listed off to you, those are teaching jobs, right? Tutoring, coaching, substitute. All of those jobs have teaching as my common denominator. And I began to put the whole together or the thread together of how can I teach these people how to bridge the gap between all of the inspiration that they're getting and what they hope to, what they hope their homes look like, what they hope their homes feel like. And that is how Fig and Pharma Home was born. It took a while though for me to have faith enough in myself, to believe enough in myself, and to quite honestly feel like I could step into a space that that felt big. It felt bigger than me a little bit. It felt like I was jumping off of a cliff. It felt like I was to say yes to a podcast, even though I knew that it was a calling on my heart. It felt like how it felt if you are familiar with some of the um, stories in the Bible, it felt like Moses who said, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped. That's that's what I've been struggling with the year leading up to starting the podcast. I am not equipped. And I kept hearing start it start it, start it. And so I did. So we're going to be talking about what has happened in six months. Six months is not a very long time, but there has been some good things. There's been some hard things and there has been some Danny, just get out of your own way things still. So we're going to talk about that today and where also Fig and Farm is going. So let's start by saying 
the good things. Some of the really great things that have been so much fun is this idea that, um, that I know I'm making an impact. The idea that some of what I'm saying is being translated. I hear some of the quotes I have said repeated back to me in conversation I'm having. I have heard back from several people through snail mail or Gmail or on Instagram where they have mentioned, thank you so much for saying whatever it was. So I know I'm being listened to. That feels fantastic. It feels wonderful. And it is very inspiring for me when I get a little bit of that feedback from you. And what I do want to say, what I do want to insert right now is that if you have been listening more than one time, in fact, if you've been listening more than three or five times, you are my girl. Do you know that? You are my girl. Now, Mr. Fig and Farm, I know you're listening. Thank you, sweetie. But you are my guy. (laughs) I do want you, though, if you've been listening more than five times, now is the time to help get what I have to say into the ears of other people. And that happens with this silly little thing called an algorithm. We've all heard that word, but it that's how it works. And on the on the back end, Fig and Farm at Home will become more visible when it is shared more often. And of course, I've asked you over the course of six months to share it with someone you think might get value, and I still want you to do that. But leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever whatever podcast player you are listening on, leaving a review helps uh, manipulate that algorithm in such a way that then I get seen a little bit more. So if you have been listening three or five times and you keep coming back, whether it's to hear my silly antics, to hear the giggle, or to get the tips, would you please do me a favor and leave a review? That would be so amazing. Leaving a review too will help me know how I can best serve you. Because that is ultimately the goal of what I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. My job right now is to serve you, to bless you with this information that I so wish I had when we bought our first home. My job right now, my mission right now is to help you get unstuck, to get out of the overwhelm, to help you have that same breakthrough that I did, to realize that your home is a canvas for storytelling to have a home that you really love coming home to. And honestly, if we can also insert that my goal is to help you understand that it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pin worthy or magazine worthy. It doesn't have to be those things too. Then goodness, I have reached my goal. But that ultimately is my goal. And I'm going to share really quickly um, some mail I received the good old-fashioned way, which was so much fun, of one of the listeners who has been blessed by this podcast. And she writes, Dear Danny, I thought about dropping you a line and was thinking of you lately. You see, I feel like we have been chatting all summer as I have listened to your podcast. Our conversations have been warm and fun. You are so encouraging that I feel less daunted by some projects that I have been delaying. Thank you. That Words like that, encouragement like that, helps me keep going. Because one of the hard things about doing this job is that as I am sitting here recording, I am literally alone in my office. Maybe a kitty or a dog will wander in and sit by my side some days. 
but I'm speaking into a mic, knowing that my words will go out into the world. They are landing in places all over the world. There are listeners in Russia and Iran and Finland and Australia. So thank you if that is you. I'm so glad to meet you. But there are things that I, I don't know who I'm talking to. And that is one of the hard things. So I don't know who is listening unless you tell me. So when I hear words like that, when I hear people popping into my DMs, when I see reviews, when I hear or see people popping into my Facebook group, they that just tells me and confirms and affirms me knowing that something I'm saying is resonating. And I'm so happy for that. I'm so happy for you. I hope that you're learning a lot. Okay, another good thing that has happened in the last six months is that kind of in light of this letter I got, it lights me up to know that I'm keeping you company and that I am encouraging and inspiring you. Um, one of the things I mentioned, and I've, I mentioned it months ago in another podcast, was one listener saying that she listened to the podcast on her drive on a very long road trip, and I kept her company on her drive. And that just warmed my heart. It made me feel like I was strapped in right beside her and as we were going to this wonderful new adventure. So I love that. And if you're not learning anything, that's okay. But I love that I'm keeping you company. One of the other good things is that confidence has been growing. You know, when I started this on day one, I mentioned that doing this kind of job is awkward. It's not going to, you know, anytime you start a new job, it can be a little bit, you get the butterflies in your tummy and you go in and you meet new colleagues and you have new responsibilities and a new role and all of those things. But generally you are not doing it on public display, but this job is. And of course I know that the listeners are not everyone everywhere, but my job is a little bit on display. What I prepare for you is available really to anyone around the world. And so that was super, super vulnerable. And one of the reasons why it took me so long to answer the calling on my heart in the first place, because I knew that, gosh, I mean, it's like, seriously, it's like going to work naked, right? You need to build up a little bit of backbone (laughs) in order to do that. And though I, I did step into, I finally said, okay, fine, here we are, here we go. Um, I've grown in confidence and I don't feel so naked anymore. So thank you. I appreciate that. So each podcast that I'm recording, I grow a little bit more in confidence. Some of the other fun and good things that have happened are I've had really great conversations with peers who are doing a similar thing who are podcasting or who are uh, building an online business, who are stepping outside of their comfort zone, stepping away from things that they used to be or jobs that they used to have into this unknown. And having that camaraderie is like me sitting side by side with my partner teacher years ago. That's what that is like. So knowing that I'm starting to build a few of those relationships is really very exciting for me. I have mentioned before too, and this is one of the hard things that working for yourself can be really hard. It can be really lonely. And if I'm being quite honest, when I stayed home with the the little ones um, during the pandemic, um, you know, my husband would go away to his job, which 
by the way, it was in the medical field. And so it was kind of scary and in that respect. But there were times when I didn't envy his position because I know he was vulnerable, but I envied the idea that he got to go out of the home (laughs) to work and when I stayed here. But because I am a little bit more extroverted, I'm a little bit more, um, yeah, I get fed, my spirit, my heart gets fed when I'm interacting with others. And so having a solitary job can be really lonely. And so when the kids went back to school, that was amplified just a little bit more. And thankfully, thankfully, this is a kind of a good and a hard. Thankfully, I had already established the podcast. We were three months in when they went back to school and um, had you, thankfully, as company for me. So that was a, a real blessing as well. But working for yourself, that can be hard because there are, um, you know, I don't have a boss sitting over me telling me what my deadlines are. I don't have a mentor or not a mentor, a, a, you know, peer who's relying on me to do my part of the project or, you know, that accountability. I don't have that. So that is a hard thing, but I am leaning into it and leaning into it in a way that is not surprising because I have been ambitious and have been known to to take on new projects and things. So not surprising, but it is something that is, there are days when I don't want to, and no one's going to make me. (laughs) There are days when I don't really want to do the thing and that's okay. I'm sure there are days when, you know, you're in an office job and you don't want to, but you are there, but you are, your heart isn't there. So I hear you sister. That is me too, but not having that accountability makes it fall on my shoulders a lot. Another one of the hard things is when I don't hear from you. So I am so lit up when I do, but when I don't hear from you, there are times when I feel a little bit like Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. (laughs) Do you remember that movie? Oh, what a good one. I feel like sometimes I am like, is anyone there? Tap, tap, tap. Is anyone there? And because this is the tricky thing. Because I started Fig and Farm at Home based on all the conversations I'd had and clients I've had who I anticipated needed help, anticipating this gap in knowledge, anticipating this these tacticals, and I'm trying to fill those gaps, I'm trying to do that based on previous experiences from me and my clients and conversations and and things that I've learned too, just in my own home decorating journey personally. But when I'm trying to fill those gaps, that's fantastic, but I would like real-time fillers, right? I, I, so having interaction, what you want to know, what you need to learn, what you hope to learn, all of that is so valuable to me because it is not only inspiring, but it helps um, spark that creativity on my end because ultimately I'm creating all of this for you. I already know this stuff. I'm creating it all for you. I'm hoping to serve you. And I keep saying this phrase, I don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. But if you can lean into that a little bit more, and if you want a little bit more out of me, speak up. Uh, Send me an email. Send me a DM. The best option, honestly, is to join the Facebook group so we can have that conversation there. And there's lots of other things happening in there. Um, You can do that, by the way, at 
at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Um, but hearing from you is not only inspiring me, it sparks at creativity, but it really helps me to create things specifically for you, specifically for you, so that I'm not grasping at straws and kind of making my way in the dark to guess what it is that you want when you want it. So it's very, very helpful. Some of the questions I've gotten along the way are some of the questions that you might be interested in hearing. So here they are in no particular order, but one of those is where do I record and what do I have in order to do my recording? So I record in my office. Sometimes you hear the streaming of the air conditioner or the heater in the background. Sometimes you hear the dog thumping because that dog cannot be away from me for more than two seconds, it seems. Even if I am walking literally in a circle in the kitchen, he will want to walk in a circle. Not as much as he's getting older, but he is attached pretty strong at my hip. <laughs> so I do that in my office. It's most comfortable for him and me. I also, every once in a while, I will try to go into my closet where there's a little bit more soundproofing, but ultimately... I know that my goal is not perfection. My goal is providing information that I think is useful for you. And I think sometimes sound quality isn't the best, but I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for deliverance and consistency. So I am choosing that over perfection. And um, sometimes you can hear it in the sound quality. Some of the equipment I use, I do use a microphone. It's attached to my computer. I use my computer and I use a software that helps me to record it and edit it and get it then out into the world. And of course, I use another website to help me do that. Oh, this this goes into a good thing and also a hard thing. Part of the good, good and the bad is both is that because it's me, I have learned a lot about techie things. Now, you do not want to call me if your computer breaks because I will scratch my head and look like a deer stuck in, in lights, but but I've learned how to build my website. I've learned how to manage this podcast. I've learned how to do a lot of things that I wouldn't know how to do otherwise. So, you know, as a, as a former teacher and as actually a current teacher in some ways, right, just not traditional classroom, I still love the pursuit of learning. I always want to be learning something. And so that is really exciting to me. It can also be very, very tiring and very laborious and very, what could take you or be intuitive to you could take me three times as long. So I'm jumping ahead as where we're going. I do anticipate that at some point, hopefully within this year, I will hire someone who can help me, um, who can take a little bit more off my plate, those things that I don't necessarily enjoy. But back to the questions and the answers. That question was, what do I do to make it happen? And so I answered that one. But the other question is, oh, this is a funny one and and cute and sweet. But one one question when I announced, oh, I'm going to do this podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh, are you famous now? No, I am not famous. This is like the 2021 version of a blog, right? Everyone in 2005 had a blog, including me. I had one back then. I don't know if it's still out, but it was pretty cute when I did. And this podcasting is a modern day version of a blog. 
and I do still blog because I do want some of my visual stuff to be seen. So sometimes I mention it on the podcast. And that is also a hard thing because I'm putting so much time and effort into recording that sometimes writing, um, getting that time to do that is tricky. And I love to write. I, you may not think I'm funny at all, but I think sometimes the voice of my written word is funny. And so I like to write because I giggle at myself a lot. Remember, I'm just going back to this idea that I work for myself. (laughs) So I've got to keep myself company somehow. So if you want to listen to or read a funny, what I think is funny article, go check out my blog, figandfarmathome.com and um, find the article that um, talks about um, the 80s are calling and they want your dresser back. I think it's funny. Okay. Especially if you grew up in the eighties. Okay. So no, I am not famous. No, that that's not even, that's just a funny thing to me. But the other question I get on kind of on the same line is, am I trying to be an influencer? And when I think about an influencer, I immediately think of someone on Instagram who is trying to, um, who is linked up with affiliate marketing and who is trying to encourage me to buy the pajamas or buy the snacks or buy the swimsuit and do the hair that way or do no and that that is absolutely not the road I'm traveling down but I think the word I would rather insert from influencer would be impact I hope to be an impactor I hope that I am impacting you I'm encouraging you I'm I guess influencing you but influence feels a little kind of it can have a slimy bend to it right like I'm influencing you to make this choice that maybe you wouldn't have wanted to make in the first place. But I hope that I'm bringing impact and ideas of change and ideas of opportunity and ideas of growth in your own home. I hope I'm impacting, not influencing. So the answer to that question, am I an influencer? Do I want to be? No, nope, nope. Absolutely hard stop. No, I do not want to do that. But I want to make an impact and I want to serve you. And that ultimately is my heart and my goal and my mission behind this mic. Okay. The other question that's kind of funny, do the boys know, do the boys know that I podcast? The boys know they've interrupted several times. You may have heard, you know, weird things in the past podcast that indicate that I've had to stop and start and again, but, um, so they know, I don't know that they really know what that means. Um, and if I'm being quite honest, my dad doesn't know that I podcast. And in fact, if I told my dad, hey dad, I have a podcast, I think he would scratch his head and wonder what what does that word mean? <laughs> and what what does that word mean? I think he would scratch his head. He's in his um, mid-80s. But no, they he doesn't know. My boys don't know. Of course, Mr. Fig and Farm knows and is super supportive, which I absolutely love. But the boys do know when I'm recording something. They know because before I started the podcast, I started my Facebook group and um, would do and have done and keep doing teachings within that group that make it so that I need a little bit of a quiet space. So I try to get all of my recording done when they're at school. And when they're home during the summer, I designate time and space for that so that they know that it is their quiet time. They are doing something that is self-monitored enough that, well, whatever, they're, they're older. They don't need to be monitored by me, but they are doing an activity that keeps them busy, quiet, and not wrestling. 
you guys, living with three boys is no joke. Actually, four, five, six, seven. I live with seven boys. Oh my gosh. Three children, my husband, a dog, and two cats. That's seven. That's ridiculous. Okay. When you live with so many boys, wrestling happens. Weird noises happen. Weird smells happen. It just happens all the time. So I do carve out a little bit of space for me to get my recording done when they are all home. The other question is, and probably the one I get most often, is how do you make money? That is something that, um, you know, podcasting is a way for advertising, right? It's a way for, for me to spread my message into the world. And is that at the heart of every single episode I publish for you? No, my goal and my mission is to serve you first. That is always my goal. And if you can piece together how to put your home together with everything I'm saying on the podcast, girls, I mean, it's all here. It is all here and it is available for you. But I also know that some of you need a little bit more handholding. Some of you want to expedite these changes a little bit quicker than you would if you did it on your own. And some of you are going to start and then you're going to get stuck and raise your hand and say, ah, actually I need help anyway. So it is all available for you. That is the whole goal is that you can on your own by just listening to this podcast, you can create transformation. You can learn color palettes. You can learn how to make your home cohesive. You can learn how to use Pinterest. You can do all the things I'm teaching about. But if you need extra help and support, I am here for that. And that is that then is how I make money. But but the goal is for you to piece it together if you can. Piece it together if you can and call me if you can't. So if you need help, uh, you can reach out at figandfarmathome.com. Now, some of the ways I can help you, let's go through that because there has been some questions about that. Coaching, design coaching, is basically me being a third party to your questions. It can be as simple as, my husband and I can't decide on the color that we are wanting to bring into this room. We can't decide on the dining room table. We can't decide on which style we really gravitate towards. It can be literally a 45-minute conversation to help you get unstuck in that moment. It can be ongoing. It can be me guiding you through. So that design coaching is a conversation. It is you having a designer's um, voice in your earbuds, basically. I also do, I have some online courses. And this leads into where Fig and Farm is going. Um, Because right now I have two courses. I have Painting 101, if you are at all interested in redoing a piece of furniture that you've inherited, you found at a thrift store, you have, you walk by in your hallway and you think, "Ah, I want to just take a sledgehammer to this thing because it drives me bonkers. If that is you, painting could be for you. And it really is easier and really not, it really an inexpensive way to make transformation and big transformation without spending a whole lot of money. Quite honestly, you just have to have a little elbow grease into it. So I have that course and I have the bookshelf styling guide and that will help you um, not only style a bookshelf, but mantles, tablescapes, credenzas, things like that. And those are, you can find them on my website as well. And 
that is going to be growing. So this is a way that um, Fig and Farm, I see Fig and Farm growing, is to bring more classes. And I want those classes to be available to you at a price point that isn't going to break the bank. It's available to you so that you can work on it on your own timeline. You can work on the, the interests that you have, the specific interests you have. And then there's going to be a large, so mini classes like that. And then there's going to be a larger class, a more comprehensive class, a more self-directed go from beginning to end class. And then if I hear from you and you want something else, I will create something else. But that design suite I see growing in this next year. The other thing that, you know, talking about what I, how, what I offer at Fig and Farm at Home is I offer um, services for you. I offer making the mood board for you, making the couch selection for you, making the color palette for you. I offer those things. And what you'll see when you go to my website is four selections for what I can create for you. Doing something as minimal as taking pictures, talking over those pictures, giving you a presentation to give you direction so that you do all the work yourself, all the way to me doing all the work for you, doing the, the creating the plan. And of course you signing off on that plan to then making those shopping decisions and then installing. So it can be literally from me giving you guidance to me doing it for you. So there's lots of ways to connect in that way. And then honestly, because design is so personal and because you might see those four options and say, I don't think I want that or that or that. A lot of times I do an a la carte creation for people who want specific things. So just recently, for example, um, there is one gal who hired me to do um, one service and in talking with her realized that actually, no, that's not what we want. We wanted something where I can hand select, but we don't necessarily need me to go in and do it for her. So there is a middle ground. And if you are at all wondering, oh, I think I want to work with her, but I don't really want one of these things. That's when you need to um, be proactive and be assertive and reach out because I very much understand that design is not a one size fits all. It is very individual to each person, each home, each lifestyle, each family unit, each story that you're creating within your home. So reaching out is really important and a very critical first step. You are at all sitting on the fence right now and you're saying, oh, I've been thinking about it for a while. I've been thinking about it for a while. Start the conversation. Just start it. It doesn't mean that emailing me means I'm going to send you a bill. (laughs) I do not work that way. In fact, I give away so much, even in with my plate clients, I give away so much. So it is high, high value and um, you get a lot. So if you are at all considering it, have been considering it, reach out and just start the conversation. It's a good one to have. Um, okay. And the last question I get is how do you find time to, to do a podcast, to be a mom, to be a wife? to still have your brick and mortar store, to still coach because I still coach middle middle school sports. How do you find time to do that all? And that is actually something that we're going to be talking about um, in the new year as we kind of refresh our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our, our schedules, all of the things. We're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a little bit more in depth because <laughs> I... Okay, I am a recovering chronic napper. So when my babies 
slept. I Boy, did I heed that advice and I slept. I loved naps. So I am a recovering napaholic and I love sleep. I can fall asleep um, at the drop of a hat. I do need it. So it's not like I'm staying up 24 hours, I guess is what I'm getting at. I'm not staying up. I'm not. I do work a lot and that is something I do want to change a little bit in the new year. But I also really want to make sure I'm here for my children, to make sure that I'm driving them to school, I'm going to their games, I'm doing their activities, I'm volunteering for things. So that ultimately is why I've set up this work style and keeping it all running smoothly though, that's tricky. And that's what we're going to dive into in January in a little bit more nuanced of a podcast for how to create systems that work for you and your family and go there a little bit. So that's a, that's a good question. How do I do it all? I do it all by making priorities. This is my, my quick list, making priorities, understanding what those priorities are. And yeah. And then of course I do have a system for, um, using my calendar. I do have a system for, you know, doing all the home chores, all of that. There's a system for everything and um, it's very helpful. It helps keep me in line. And then of course, communicating because right now as I'm balancing, especially as I'm balancing basketball with everything else, that is a little tricky. I am managing three carpool schedules. I'm managing my own work schedule there and I'm managing, you know, who takes kids to soccer and, and all the things. So that is a little bit more nuanced. So having a partner to help is critical. And so we're going to, but we're going to dive into that in the new year. All right, you guys, that was a lot. Good, um, hard, the good things of the last six months, the hard things, the questions I get answered, the surprises along the way. Oh, and where I'm going. Oh, I think I already mentioned that. I talked about amping up the design suite, having a few more mini classes along the way, and then a more comprehensive one. The other thing that I want to make sure I have available to you is some of you having more opportunities for group guided growth, like that um, 10 week uh, course, not really course, it's just 10 week accountability really of guiding you through from beginning to end in the design process. I think having accountability is super super important and, and having access. I mean, I'm there every step along the way. So if you want to not miss out on that opportunity, we are starting up again in the spring. Those dates are to be determined. That is going to be determined after the new year, after I have a little bit of a break, but we're going to be starting that up in the new year. And if you want to be part of that 10 week design 101, where we take from the beginning of the design process, where you are planning, you are literally learning how to use Pinterest, how to understand what your aesthetic is, how to create a mood board. So you know how to shop effectively and efficiently, how to create a color palette, how to shop your house, how to do, how to do all the things you are not going to want to miss that. So you will need to get on the wait list. However, at fig and farm at home at gmail.com. And then um, one other thing I do want to see happening in the new year is to really dive into, I did, of course, set goals this last year, but I want to do go a little bit deeper. I want to set a little bit more strategic goals with my overall design business and think a retreat is in order. Going away, even going away with my husband for a weekend is super inspiring. It's super, of course, relaxing and enjoyable, but it can be so inspiring. And as much as I love going away with him, I think I need to go on a retreat on my own so that I can have that space and that time so that I don't jabber his ear off 
on my business things. All right. So that is where I think I am going in the new year is a few more courses self-paced because I think you can learn anything that, that you want to when you put the time and effort into it. A few more led by me and oh, one other thing. I think this is super exciting. One other thing, I am going to stretch myself in the new year um, by reaching out into my specific community, my local community, and try to do a couple teaching opportunities within the local community. That, again, feels like jumping off the cliff. So I do have two in mind. I am going to recap, uh, maybe at the year mark, I'll recap and tell you how I did. But if you are of any inclination to check in on me in three months, do that. Send me a DM and say, hey, did you reach out to your local community? Are you teaching locally? Because I kind of want to. I think that would be fun. All right, girls, this was a longie and I thank you so much for staying with me and I will see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.